One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports Show. I'm your host, Ed and Columbus, with my co-host, Keith and Casey. How's it going, guys? What's going on? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty well. Good to hear. Good to hear. Casey, you with us? Maybe he maybe he's not. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Because you know mm-hmm. what? We got some some housekeeping to do. So we'll we'll do that in the meantime. And um don't forget, uh, you know, if you need a pre-workout, the We Like Sports Show and Tight Nutrition have teamed up. So head on over to tightnutrition.net uh, backslash We Like Sports. Get 10% off your orders. We'll have Casey uh, in in a minute to show us the guns that you get from Tight Nutrition. So you want to check that out. And also check out uh, the Snooze You Lose podcast with Uncle Joe the Black Bookie uh, with the Snooze You Lose pick of the week. Um, yesterday, he, he was right again. He had the Cubs winning uh and uh they won 10 to 1 so check out uh him uh, he knows his stuff also we have a new sponsor uh coming up uh, at at official league at official just one l league uh looks like they're gonna be uh, supplying lids so uh check them out over on twitter at official league what's up it's your boy uncle joe the black bookie don't go anywhere as you're listening to the we like sports podcast once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze You Lose podcast, available on all streaming platforms. Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. So tune in and like I always say, Snooze You Lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-ounce strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing a lot, a lot of noise and stuff like that, but... Uh... I was wondering, Casey, uh, Keith, do you hear that? Because I'm starting to hear that. What could that be? I hear that. You hear that? I, I hear that. I do hear that. And uh, let's do this real quick. Oh, my goodness. It's time for Breakhead News. That's right. This is Eddie Columbus with your We Like Sports. Break. 
confused. This past Saturday, before the Ravens Buccaneers preseason finale, Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield embraced before the game. It was the first time ever that Baker found OBJ on the field. Week zero in college football kicked off with Notre Dame defeating Navy in the air and on the ground, 42 to three. I heard the Navy midshipmen after the game could be heard yelling, we could beat your ass at sea. Land, air, sea. I think Notre Dame would take them. And finally, the new undisputed with Keyshawn, Michael Irvin, and Richard Sherman debuted today. And Skip Bayless proclaimed, hey, fellas, you talk too much. Sounds like a sharp contrast with that show. This is Eddie Columbus with your We Like Sports. Great news. Yeah, that's... Uh, hmm. Yeah, we know. You, I'm, I know you're tuning in, Ed, for the the uh, new uh, show. You're a big I, I Sherman know. fan. Yeah, that's uh, that's not correct. Thanks, Casey, for playing. That is not correct. Um, all right, I want to talk real quick, um, and before we get our guest on, Evan uh, Thomas, um, your thoughts, Keith? Uh, we had a funeral last week for the guards. Guards dead? Or are they showing any life? But it doesn't matter because the Twins keep winning. Well, if they're going to do anything, this better be the week to do it. They play Minnesota this week. Matter of fact. Uh-oh. Matter of fact, let me look here at my cheater here. Oh. Well, you got, um, what's it called? You, you think that they even have a chance at all, Keith? You, you really think that we, we still have hope? Anything can happen. I remember back in 1978, my New York Yankees was down by 14 in August. Boston and Yankees came back, won the playoff game thanks to Bucky Dent. Bucky, yeah, Bucky Dent against the over Red the Sox. Green Monster and the Yankees rolled on to the World Series. Keith, do you see any pinstripes in Cleveland? I don't. Uh, it's a great <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, anything can happen, but we'll see. Everything will be definite after this series. I'll just say that. Uh, Casey, guards dead. You still uh, the funeral that we had for them last week? Still, still good. It's just hard for me. It's like more frustrating every game I watch. You know, like and the sad thing is, the Brown season starts, and guess what happens when the Browns play? Yeah, even more yeah. frustrating. So. Must be must be a, must be a Cleveland thing, maybe. <laughs> I don't yeah, understand correct. why you guys are just going with uh, the negativity. Remember the Guardians back when they were the Indians won 22 straight, and I've seen the money mo- That's true. Uh, movie Moneyball. Things happen. You see the key word in that? The movie. The movie. The movie Moneyball. Um, yeah, I know it yes, happened in real life, but uh, what are the odds of that happening? Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the real Peyton Vince chiming in. We have no, uh, we have no photo evidence, so that could be CJ. That could that could be CJ. We don't we don't know, but I do like the positivity. Peyton, your response to that? Here's a shot. The the response to possibly Peyton Vince or the Guardians. I wait for him. You want to? You know, I may I may be a little confused. So why not both? (laughs) Here's my hairline, so that way you know it's me. Yeah. Oh look, here we go, Peyton. Just in case you're curious. (laughs) Oh look, we we like cars. Just wondering if that was CJ. Jeez. All right. Well, <laughs> who's driving faster right now? What's your mile per hour? Let's play a game. What's your miles per hour right now? Well, let's not say Zero that. Zero at the moment. But uh... okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Mm. Well, 
I think I think that's enough with the guards talk because obviously um, you know Keith's going to nineteen seventy eight. What do you think? What, what do you think about uh, Syndergaard? Since we just caught him, uh, that trade with Rosario. That, that's the one thing I guess we could touch on with the Guardians. Okay, fair enough. What, what do you think of that trade now that we cut we cut Syndergaard? Who cares? I mean, <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. With Syndergaard, I've seen a couple people. And I've seen the side of, well, why did you end up punting on this season? You traded away Josh Bell. Let's be honest. If Josh Bell was still in Cleveland, he's not doing what he's doing in Miami and Cleveland. We could just say that right now and just recognize the truth. Whatever it is, whether or not it was the spot in his lineup, the hitting coach for Cleveland, who knows? But it just didn't click for Josh Bell in Cleveland. And then he goes on to hit what? He had a three, four home run game in Miami. In the Rosario thing, at this point, it was just you were getting rid of him, and he's not even starting with the Dodgers. Look at when the Guardians played the Dodgers. He played one game, I think. And even yeah, but look at the Dodgers the roster. Big, exactly. The Dodgers roster, like, they're stacked. So getting rid of Syndergaard for Rosario – the thing is, is I'm not really in favor of Cal Quantrill if that's the move that's going to end up happening. Oh, I hope. But, <laughs> Correct. I mean, it, you have to have another pitcher. And at this point, are you just relying on Syndergaard in case the next time he ends up getting injured, you're just beating him to the punch and that's why you end up designating him? Hmm. Yeah, but do, do you think that, I, I, I mean, if you look at the season, right, like, do you think they think they have a chance still? Because you're you're playing. I think you're playing Quantrill because if he blows again, he's done. We're not keeping him. We're, we're going to find something to do with him after this year. We're not keeping him. I think it's more or less what's the future hold. You know what I mean? I wouldn't pitch Quantrill. He's just eating innings up. I mean, I, I, Quantrill was tough last year. Yeah, last I would year is last year. year. You had Quantrill. You, you know, can I, step I around in the minors. Year, even horrible, even in the minors. Just go with the young guys. I don't care. I would rather call somebody up from double A, triple A, who cares at this point. Syndergaard or Quantra, we're playing for next year anyways. And I'd get used to maybe having a new manager, by the way, because I think by the sounds of it and the way Tito's been talking lately, I think that he's on his way out. And I don't think that's a bad thing because, like, as we talked about, the Guardians have a good culture of winning. They can promote within whether it be DeMario Hale or Cindy Alomar or whoever to to take over. I think it's going to be Sandy, if we're being honest. I I think so, too. I think so, too. I think Peyton's right. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's Francona, no one internal. There's no way. Yeah, 100% it's somebody internal. But there's a reason why Sandy Alomar has been a first base coach in Cleveland for all these years when he's also been interviewed as a managerial candidate as well. Hale is not your guy as the manager. I mean, that yeah. he could end up being a good placeholder in those times when Francona was gone. But I think they ended up – let's look at it from the perspective of this way. Sandy Elmar, if he is the next guy in Cleveland, do you think he possibly wasn't that substitute manager because they didn't want to have his managerial record possibly flawed with something he wasn't even responsible for? Could be. What, do you, what if he sucks? What, what, what if he's no good? What that, that could be his worry is that he's no good and, like, it ruins the – legacy he has and what if he he gets fired for two years we don't make the playoffs both years we're right? not, we're not, not winning now what do you think of sandy alomar after that 
we're not Casey. We're not winning now. You, you can't look at what he did. Nineteen ninety seven. I, I know, but you MVP. I mean, Sandy's going to be a manager someday. Like to Peyton's yeah. point, he's been interviewed. I think in Boston, Toronto, all these different places and things like that. So I, I think definitely that if he's going to be a manager, it's going to be in Cleveland. And um, I don't think they're worried about the legacy. I think they're worried about trying to win a championship for the first time since nineteen forty eight. Also, could you imagine if Alomar is the manager? Manny Ramirez just came back and he got put into the Cleveland he Hall could be the, for baseball. What is the hitting coach? There you go. Yeah, coach. Anything. Anything. They need. They need a spark. I think it's a good, uh, good uh, will for the uh, the attendance for the fans. I think that it would show that the organization cares about legacy and, and trying to bridge the gap between the good old days of the '90s and what hopefully the future good that's coming up. Um, so I, I'm all for it, Casey. I see your point. I, I I don't want to tarnish anybody's legacy, but if Sandy's the best qualified guy that we got, I think we have to roll with him. But uh, yeah. you know, I think you know what we should do. Roll right now is uh, somebody with a different perspective. Somebody with that that team's winning right now. And we're going to go to Chicago. We're going to bring in our guest, Evan Thomas, right now to talk some Atlanta Braves baseball. We're going to dab into some Notre Dame football as well because they play my Buckeyes. So what's up, my guy, Evan? What's up, guys? I guess I got to bring the energy what's up, on Evan? this show. How's it what's going? up, Evan? Yeah, please bring the energy. We're having funerals over here. So let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. Now, I'll be honest with you. Every time I hear the name Atlanta Braves, I go back to the 1995 World Series with my Indians, you know, losing. I will say one thing. That was a great pitch team. You had Spoltz, Glavin, and uh, Maddox uh, going up against uh, that 95 Indians team that had Bell, Ramirez, Tommy, you know, Lofton, you know, you name them. Uh, but uh, this this rendition of the Braves kind of reminds me of, you know, World Series champions, you know, as well a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, tell us about this, this uh, version of the Atlanta Braves. And uh, why why the ATL should be hot and excited in October? Well, I've been a Braves fan for thirty something years now, so this wow. is the best team I have seen hitting wise mm. since I've been watching them. Obviously, pitching you had that '90s heyday when you had, like you said, Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox. Even when you throw Millwood and Denny Nagel and Mike Hampton, and even those dudes kind of just brought it. But this offensive team is just sick. I mean. Top to bottom, even their like seven, eight hitters lately, Rosario and uh, Ozuna are just freaking raking. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with this lineup if you're the Braves, but if you're going against them, there is really no give. I mean, even their catchers, they got two stud catchers who are all-stars. You can't go wrong with that lineup. Well, looking at this Braves team, okay, so you say the best hitting team that you've seen for the, for Atlanta, and obviously it's not quite the pitching, obviously. No, no, nothing can ever probably compare to that 95 no, to no. whatever run that they have. But my question to you, why will they win the World Series? And you're thinking, obviously, because of the, their offense. But are they a complete team, and why will they win the World Series? And throw in another one so, so you can throw it. What would stop them from winning a World Series? Would it be another team because they have maybe a better bullpen? Or well, what could you see possibly as their number one thing to get in the way of that World Series championship? The one thing would be health and pitching. Mm. Um, starting pitching especially because – you got guys coming back from injury. You have Kyle Wright that's going to be coming back. You even have an old team pitcher-wise. I mean, you got Wharton's who's, what, 39, 40 years old. I could see him kind of wearing down a little bit, which I hope not, but you never know. And then they have these, like, rookies that they've been kind of bringing up too just to kind of fill holes, and they're not tested in the big games. 
that could be, go good or it could go against. But right now, I think their starting pitching is probably the one thing that's going to be a downfall. The other thing I'm kind of worried about is going into a rut on offense. Because right now, you see um, Acuna Jr., he's kind of not doing what he's doing. Olsen's not hitting the home runs he was doing. So it's kind of like those guys are kind of dropping a little bit, but you still have Austin Riley coming up. You have Ozzy Albies on the DL right now, and you got um, Michael Harris Jr. He's actually batting number two and just hitting really well the last couple weeks. So it just depends on the if they get into a ruts at certain times also. Mm. Where um, do you think the weakness is at in your team? What do you think would stop you guys from one of the World Series? Yeah. Uh, that would be, like I said, starting pitching would be the one spot that I'm worried about just because they don't have the depth, even though – for the playoffs and everything, you need about three or four good starters, but then you need a deep bullpen that can go. Their bullpen actually got stronger at the deadline, so that kind of helped them out. So that might help them, but I I don't see a lot of games going into five, six, seven innings outside of Strider and uh, possibly if Wright comes back, we'll see how he does. But Morton, other than that, it's going to be tough to kind of get through that uh, first seven innings of games. Well, I always think this was you need some high-scoring games. Yeah, <laughs> to be winning those games, basically. Like... <laughs> well, I, my, my my question to you is with the starting pitching. You know, back in in the day, you know, you had the one, two, three punch. But you know, you're saying three to four, which I, I totally agree with when you get into the best of seven series. But rate your one, two. Okay, so your one, two punch of starting pitching compared to other teams that you'd have to face, like against the Dodgers. Ooh. Like you know, what I'm saying because I always say this in a, in, a, in a series, if you have if your first two guys can be like you know like a Shilling Johnson was with the Diamondbacks and things like that. You know, you, obviously you need that three four. But a one-two nice punch like that, that that gets you up 2-0 in a series is, is, is definitely something that to be had. Would you say yours is okay compared to other teams? I or- would actually – if you had Strider and um, Morton or even Freed when he's like 100% and kind of going, though either one of those two guys – Strider is my number one. Okay. That dude is just – I mean, strikeout machine. I think I heard a stat yesterday – 36% of his outs are strikeouts. The major league average is like 22%. So it, he's like way up above where that's supposed to be. So he can kind of just bring it. But I notice he's also been kind of wearing down later in games too. So that's where he kind of starts getting hit is around the sixth and seventh inning. He'll take those first five and he'll just rip right through it. Keith, your question for having uh, for, for... Who else do you see as a formidable opponent of the Braves besides the Dodgers in the National League? Besides the Dodgers? Yes. Okay, well, I do. obviously the Dodgers would be number one. Um, if Cincinnati gets there, and I've been hot on Cincinnati <laughs> since early June, and that team, even though they're really, really young, I can see them just kind of saying F it and just kind of going mm-hmm. hard and – when they don't have the pitching, though, I don't think that they can no, handle they the Braves. But that they got everything else know, to hit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their whole infielder is rookies, basically. If India ever comes back at second base, that could obviously help them out, too. But, man, those guys are young and they're hungry. So, and they're fun to watch, too. We actually donated Cincinnati a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Oh. We didn't Casey. need him because he doesn't hit singles. So, you know. Casey, what you got? Because I can hear you. No, he's back. Okay, so he's still driving. He's still doing. He's still doing his thing. He's fighting the traffic. God bless him. 
I'll be home in five minutes. Five minutes. Stay All safe, right. Casey. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. Yeah, two hands, not you know, ten and two, <laughs> ten and two, right? Um, so Atlanta, I, I'm here you know, just to hear about the Braves. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> now I remember this, this. This is going back in the day. This is dating me a little bit, but you know the the, the World Series against the um, the Blue Jays, and I remember my father and I oh. were watching the game and. Um, we're doing the tomahawk chop and um obviously you know with the indians logo going away and you know it's what, what are your thoughts about the atlanta braves Did they always be the atlanta braves and what you think because you know with the tomahawk chop, i love it oh uh, you know what i'm saying when the whole the stadium does it i love it i i, I mean obviously yes yes uh, wait breakout <laughs> news is he here breakout news oh there it is right i actually have the tomahawk from back Uh-oh. in the day when i went there that that's a really interesting question about that because the Indians obviously when it was the Red so- uh, Redskins, that's a different scenario to me other than like uh, Braves. Braves, yeah. even, uh, they do need to get rid of the chop. I don't really care for it anymore, even though I still do it. But it's just <laughs> one of those things where. It's, and my buddy Dennis, who is like a huge Notre uh, Braves and Notre Dame fan, mm-hmm. we both have been uh, mm-hmm. Braves fans since our early teenagers and he hates it too so i kind of see it it kind of has to go i don't think they really have to get rid of the um ah, maybe they should but i don't know i'm kind of torn about it 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 sucks either way but well they okay. did what the what cleveland did though at first they kind of got rid of that the, the main mascot and what yeah. like the a for atlanta and the c for cleveland as the primary logo in the last couple of years and I actually have uh, the old Braves hat with the Indian on it, so or the Chief or whatever they have on that hat. So I do have that. Like you said, it's a tough thing. Just kind of when I bring this to games, isn't always the best thing to do. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, like I said, that '95 World Series, if the people were offended, that would be the the, the series to be offended by. Well, who was the player a couple years ago? I think it was somebody with St. Louis who was trying to get it uh, canceled, which I get it because he was american indian i'm actually cherokee indian so for me i don't mind it okay okay my only thing with with uh, the, the names being changed now obviously i understand red skins because you're talking about specific skin color i mean mm-hmm. I, I i get that i don't think their logo was racist because it's actually you know a, a logo of a native american and, and you know right. so I, I, and I would say that the cleveland indians logo was a caricature and i could say that that would be offended offensive okay i get that like the blackhawks chicago blackhawks they use a native american i don't think that's offensive um but i just think that you know, it just it, it just it sucks because, you know, we get so we love sports. It's so tradition. Much. That's, that's it's what tradition. it is. You're it's it's, it, it's yeah. tradition. And I understand some people didn't like that tradition. But the only thing I, I will say is I, I, before I lose my main point was, you know, we go from Halloween to Christmas now. It does, and it seems like we have Thanksgiving. But, you know, I, I feel like, you know, my kids are in school. We don't talk about Native Americans as much as we used to. I feel like they get lost now, and you know, and it, it just. And one thing with sports, it's like we, it, it brings it up at least, and, and maybe it would be a, a better conversation to have in a more mature way if, if, if the two sides could settle it without always being cancel this, cancel this, and come to some compromise. Because you know, like I said, I, I just feel like with education that we're losing that whole Native American experience. And if the Indians and Braves and Redskins, you know, if they at least you know, uh, perpetuate a conversation, then that's still better than just forgetting about them as well. So that's my take on that. I, you know, I understand that, you know, people are going to do what they do and think what they're going to think. And I'm not trying to persuade anybody either way, 
it's just I, I just don't want to lose that culture that we've had in, in talking about them. And, you know, so that that's my take on that. So. so I have an interesting scenario. See what you guys think of this. Obviously, we have those teams that we just mentioned, Blackhawks. Now, think about this. Chiefs, Buccaneers, Raiders, Vikings, Seminoles. Um, throw those in there. It's a whole lot of them. Fighting Irish. Fighting Irish, Notre Dame. I mean. Is, are there people going to be offended? Are the Vikings going to be offended? Are Raiders going to be offended? Buccaneers, stuff like that. That's it's a whole new scenario where you can throw it out there and say, hey, this could also offend people too. Do you then st- start changing? I mean, the Chiefs right there. The Ch- yeah. How is nobody then saying anything about the Kansas City Chiefs? I- I'm most offended by the Guardians offense, so I'm not going to lie. So much. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just want them to take the Central just so the White – well, the White Sox are done. I'm glad they're out. Are you, are you a White Sox fan? Hell no. Okay, because we my girl, my poor girlfriend is though. Talk about talk about culture and something that needs to change. The White Sox. <laughs> well, they kind of did that last week when they got rid of the two uh, head guys. But yeah, Ken Williams and Kenny uh, and uh, uh, Rick Hahn. Yeah, Rick Hahn. Yeah, but uh, so, but yeah, that's just a interesting thing to think about with the other team names on what you can possibly do with those. Also, I agree. I agree. But um, well, the more you look into all that stuff, though, the more you see you know flaws in every aspect of it. Sure. Yeah, true. You can, you can, like Florida State. Look at Florida State with theirs. Yeah, but the Seminole Nation, the Seminole Nation, embraces it, and you know, so yeah. But they're doing the chop as well. So I mean, yep, exactly. Do the chop. The Blackhawks. The Blackhawks have actually um, the. Tribe is actually back to the Blackhawks franchise, so that's kind of good too. Well, I think that's what I, I think the last word on it should be: just get people together, get them to compromise. If they're okay with it, cool. If they're not, if somebody's not okay with it, okay, fine. Let's make some changes and and try to do it in a peaceful and respectful way that you don't have to get on social media and bash somebody because you know whatever exactly. like that. Let's let's keep, let's keep the fun of sports on the field instead of in the political arena. I think yeah, that, that, exactly. We can all all agree on that one. But uh, so I know something about you because we've been talking lately. That you're a Notre Dame fan, like I said, mm. and I, you know, I, I one thing, I Notre Dame, yeah, I think you are, I think you are, and you're I, fighting I see Irish. Ian, Ian Book jersey in the background, yeah, I think, <laughs> there's I, yeah. no Ian Book jersey back there. So, <laughs> my my question to you is just like every year, I see you know, it kind of scares me as a Buckeyes fan because we don't we haven't named a starter yet for you know, we got my yeah. you guys look like you got a real deal at quarterback this year, something that Notre Dame. Hasn't always had. And I think that's the one piece that kind of held you back with the upper elites in college football. So tell me, I see that that smirk on your face. I think you're a little excited to talk ND football. So I'm gonna let you let you do that. Tell us about Hartman. Tell us about the Irish. I know they went over to Ireland and, and did did one a number on our service academy, the, the Navy. So uh, yeah, talk to us about them because I'm I'm a little excited. Buckeyes play at Notre Dame week four. Or, uh, so uh, let's let's go. Tell us. Uh, what so you got. so I'm actually just excited. Notre Dame picked up uh, Aaron Rodgers to start because you know they got the old guy now at quarterback. So because <laughs> I mean, what is Sam Hartman? Twenty four. He's a six year senior. Yeah, dude has like, like he has all the records, but like one passing in the ACC. I think the one passing was passing yards, which was held by. Philip Rivers. So this guy coming into Notre Dame gives them obviously a bona fide, like stud quarterback. Unlike the, as I said it on social media the other day, the lollipop kids that played at Notre Dame last year, when you had Buckner and you had Pine, both guys are like under six foot tall. Now you got a guy who could sling the ball. And if you were watching that game against Navy, man, he was sitting in there taking hits. And even when he wasn't taking hits, he would just sit there and just kind of roll off to the side. He found, um, man, I forgot that the 
freshman's name in the corner end zone on that one play uh, for the touchdown. But he kind of just rolled out, went right to the line of scrimmage, passed it. But that that offense now with him running it just looks like it could be a lot more fluid. That offensive yeah. line is just going to hold people back. And that running game, there's like four dudes deep that can go with Notre Dame. So it's kind of sick what they have this year offensively. The only thing I'm kind of worried about is the defense. So that's kind of where I kind of stick, even though they only gave up three points to Navy, but it is Navy. What can it, you say? It, it, it is Navy. But the one yeah. thing that scares me is the Buckeyes fan. What, you know, obviously last year. We haven't like, named a quarterback yet. No. Yeah, I know. Well, that that too. But, you know, when you came came last year, that was a closer game than I had expected as a Buckeyes fan. Yeah. I know you guys got better this year. We don't have C.J. Stroud this year. Yep. So uh, I think that that is definitely – I think it's going to be a great game in South Bend. I can't wait. I'm excited. Um, like I said, I think college football, as much as sometimes I, I bash Notre Dame because of – you know, I'm, I'm old school. I, you know, I'm from my father who, you know, he's always – they're not in a conference. They, you know, they get all the perks. They got the NBC – sports deal and, and things like that. And, and there've been some lean years that, you know, one could say they probably didn't deserve to all that national attention, but they got a reputation. They, they're a storied uh, program. So, you know, kudos to them for that. It's just, I, I love it when they're, they're in national uh, championship consideration talk because that that's always fun. It's just like USC, USC's back. That's fun. As in Ohio state, when Ohio state was down from 68 to 90, at 2002 and then it win that was fun too so college football is better when the blue bloods are in it and notre dame's back i'm going to proclaim the fighting got, irish yes they're back i got uh, a question for evan i got a course. question for him. evan do you think notre dame will eventually join the big 10 now since usc and ucla washington and oregon have gotten in that is an awesome question because i've been saying this for over a year yes they should and it probably will happen once Jack Swarbrick, who is a current AD, retires in a year because he doesn't want to do it. The new guy will probably be obviously younger because Swarbrick's that old guard that kind of is trying to hold into that. But, yes, they should join a conference, and mainly not just because of the schedule, but because of that championship game that can move everything forward. Yes. Even though they're doing the 12-game playoff starting next year, it'll be a little bit easier to get into the playoff. That mm -hmm. is just one big game that actually can put them over the top more often. And then you could also play that off, too. You know, you get championships outside of national championships. So you can do like whether they move to the Big Ten or the SEC or the ACC, whichever one they go to, they can kind of play that off because they got the ACC title during the COVID year. Yes, and they that did. Was, that was pretty nice to have too. And plus, they got more of their natural rivals too. You got Michigan, you got Michigan State, Purdue, yeah, Michigan State, USC, obviously, USC, I mean, you, you can start new ones with Penn State yes. and uh, and Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin's yes. right there. So bring them all in and bring them all in and you can play Illinois more often. We could lose yes. to Northwestern again. I don't know. I mean, we've lost <laughs> twice. The two times we played them, check we've out. lost to them in the last 20 years. So. Check, Wait, out. Tough, I don't think, check out. I don't think y'all be losing to Northwestern. No time. Yeah, not anytime soon. <laughs> I was at the game in 2015 that they lost. So uh, trust Yo. me, that was not a fun day. That's funny. That was during yeah. Brian Kelly too, so that sucked. Uh, Charlie White. Didn't they play uh, them at Wrigley Field or something like that? That was Illinois, and actually I was covering that game too. So that was Illinois yeah. and Northwestern. That was at Wrigley okay. Field in 2010. I actually have my uh, photo pass up over here. Oh, okay. for that game. So 
Yeah, no, they haven't. Notre Dame has not played at Wrigley Field. They played at Soldier Field against okay. Wisconsin a couple years ago. Um, but that was when they had Jack Cohen at quarterback. But no, they did oh, not play at Wrigley Field yet. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to Watching the little that I did watch of the Notre Dame game, I was like, man, they got a quarterback this year. Hmm. Well, I, I want Evan to tell the audience uh, they're, they're a head coach. Uh, that was the what, difference. Where, where, what university is he from again? The... Well, the good the good thing is he's with Notre Dame, but apparently he came from uh, the... some some small college. Oh, yeah. Ohio. What's the... Cincinnati? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, Ohio for, State. for the audience out there listening, not seeing it, would be the Ohio State University. The Ohio yes, State sir. University. Sure. You're gonna have Marcus. to bring me on after uh, Notre Dame beats them, and uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, Brutus, I think our mascot could take out your mascot. I don't think so. Hey, that's a shillelagh. Come on, those, those little, those little uh, white boys can go hard, man. Yeah. Does your mascot drink before games? Or oh yeah, game? he's pounding oh, well, down, okay. man. I mean, my man, he's already got his beer. There, there you go. Should have told me this was a drinking show. I would have brought. It's always on. a drink anytime. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Casey's always got the highlight, bro. Oh. <laughs> I got I got a whole fridge right here. You, you tell me what kind you want. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we got you. We got you. But so you're in the Chicago area. You're on what six seventy? The score. Yes. I yeah. Am. Nice. Um, okay. uh, talk to me. I, I heard rumors, and I love to talk uh, Chicago Land, as you guys call it, Chicago Land. You know, everybody just like uh, the Braves. They had TBS. Chicago has WGN and a lot, a lot of or gets, did did not anymore. Yeah, WGN. So I, I watched a lot of Cubs and Braves games growing up just because it was on my cable provider. Yep. So I knew about the Me Chicago too. land area, and uh, so obviously with the Bears, um, what what I, I would see because because Justin Fields, uh, I think I do anything this year or not. I'm an Eagles fan. Eagles. I see that right there. Yes, I, see that. Well, I just had to ask you because of your your affiliation. Yeah, boots um, on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. My my so-called friends who are Bears fans uh, won't like me when I say this, but uh, I have them going five and twelve on the season. So I mean, it's going to be better than last year. But with what I've been hearing, Justin Fields on the on the field in preseason, and even though he did have the one game where he was three for three, but no pass went for plus yardage. You know what I mean? Plat. I mean, right, pass the line of scrimmage. Is dump what offs, I mean. basically. Yeah. yeah, they were just dump offs, but. Yeah, he's so apparently he's not he's looking for his checkdowns more than he is trying to find his open receivers. But that's what happens when your receivers are kind of eh. So five and five and twelve is what I have the Bears going, and I'm gonna have them losing to Green Bay opening week and then probably being the worst team in the uh, north. Wow. Now I'm always curious with, with Chicago the like the makeup of like, you know, I know it's a a, a pro town and I get that. But if I was to take a survey in Chicago, I'm walking the streets of Chicago and uh, maybe no bulletproof vest. I, I, I'll, I'll take I'll, <laughs> I'll be careful that. <laughs> okay. I had to throw that in. What, what would you say? Like, you know, Illinois fighting a lion. I know like, what, what is the, the, the makeup of, of the college football, uh, you know, affiliations Ooh. in Chicago? Cause I've always wondered that a little bit because you have so mm-hmm. many around there and I don't, and Illinois is not like Ohio state where it, it encompasses the whole state and everybody loves it. I wouldn't say the fighting a lion. I have done that. <laughs> no, they, they are probably lower on the totem pole for um, college fans. 
Okay. I would I would actually say Notre Dame is. I would one. I would that would be my guess too. I would have guessed uh, that. With just per capita fans, Northwestern would probably be number two because Evanston is just about forty five minutes north of Chicago, but okay. Illinois is three hours south. So oh, okay. it's hard to get to games down there because they're just outside of Spring, not Springfield. They're in Champaign. Yeah. But uh, they're about, yeah, two and a half to three hours south of Chicago. So it's not like it's an easy thing to get down there. That's why they call Northwestern uh, Chicago's college football team because they're the closest to Chicago of all the college football teams around. Wow. Good ones it's, or decent ones. It seems ones, like there's – it seems like – I've always thought this about the state of Illinois. It's You know, with, with Ohio, you got Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati. So whatever teams – it, it kind of like you can have your regional – like, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of split three ways where it seems like in Illinois you got Chicago. And then, like you said, anything south of that, especially as you get real deep south, you're, you're heading over into Missouri land. You're heading into mm-hmm. things like that. It seems mm-hmm. like a, it's, it's, it's not really a – a state that has to be unified with Chicago. If they don't, I mean, you can obviously choose to be a Cubs fan and, and, and everything because they are more of a, a national team, but it seems like everything else, it seems like it, it's, it's up for grabs basically. And uh, so, so winning means something in, in, in that parts of the area because to capture fan bases and, and it can change over time where like in Ohio, like I said, it's always Ohio state. You're always a Browns fan or you're always a Bengals fan or and, and Columbus is the disputed territory. And you're trying to fight for that between the two NFL teams and, and you know, baseball, you don't have to worry about that with American league and National League. but it seems like Chicago and in the whole state of Illinois, I mean, you got the surrounding, uh, states that, that could be fighting for that fan base and obviously um you know somebody in chicago yeah you may be in the state of illinois but head all the way down south it it, it, it might it seems like a different country <laughs> yeah and, and just saying that going to notre dame compared to um illinois it is actually an hour less time to go to notre dame than it is to southern Champagne. illinois oh, so, oh the, uh, Salu- the salukis right is not, that their not even the salukis it's um the fighting illini Oh, okay. Okay. So, so yeah, that's two and a half hour drive. And then for me to Notre Dame is about an almost not hour and a half to two hour drive. So wow. it's, it's closer to go to Notre Dame than it is to Illinois, you know, or University of Illinois. Wow. Northwestern though, that's easier because it's up North a little bit. That's about an hour. What? Okay. Also too, with um, the Chicago white Sox. Now I hear rumblings of them. They're they're uh, Reinsdorf threatening with moving and wanting a new stadium. What do you, I think they got what, six years left on that, that horrible stadium on Correct. the South side. <laughs> what, what, what happens? They, they, they're just doing this. They're going to get a new stadium somewhere. And where do you think it's going to be? That's again, that's actually another rumor that came up this morning about if they were to stay in Illinois, where they would go. And there were uh, rumors of them and the bears. If they did a, either a joint stadium or stadiums in the same land, Okay. So kind of like how uh, Cincinnati has it, where you have the Bengals Stadium four blocks away from the Red Stadium. Right. That would, I would love that. I love going down to Cincinnati and actually seeing games. So I know you're like, no, you know, I have no problem. I have no problem with that. Cincinnati. Yeah, it's the, it's the Bengals that get us, but I have no problem. With <laughs> I like the Bengals, so they're my second team right now. But hmm. if the Bears could do that with the White Sox, that would actually be pretty much ideal. The other thing I heard too is the Bears or the White Sox going into Soldier Field and actually redoing that stadium as a baseball stadium right on the lake. Really? Which would be crazy because they would have to just demolish everything and restart over. Well, they didn't they put in a lot of money into Soldier Field oh, yeah. like 10 years it, ago? It's horrible, though. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. I will, I won't it looks like there. a spaceship. Looks like yeah. a space. and looks would like they, a, go ahead. And would they build the new complex in Chicago? Because mm. the Bears so, have looked elsewhere in Illinois. 
The, yeah, Ar- is it Arlington Heights? Is that the name yeah. of it? Correct. Arlington Heights, which they can build around and they can do kind of what they did at Wrigley where they built around it and they built like a whole little community of bars and restaurants. Yeah, Green Bay's like that too. Um, and Green Bay's football. like that. Cincinnati did that, obviously. St. Louis has done that in recent years. Um, but the White Sox have never developed the area around uh, Sox Park is what yeah, I call Tampa it. Tampa Bay. It's like, it's like you're just yep. in the middle of parking lots and then a big long street and like houses. There is hardly any bars. There's hardly any restaurants around there. It's not the nicest place to go to when you're past dark. So it just depends on, you know, what yeah, you're doing. But yeah, it's like just build around it, which they said they were going to do 20 years ago and they never did. Mm. Mm. I mean, to be fair, downtown Cleveland's not too hot after dark either. If you yeah, get, it seems get like away from the arena. Yeah. Got, got. You're in Chicago, so I, I, I know I, we haven't spoken. If you like the NBA, but uh, the Bulls gonna do anything this year? Anything? Hmm. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, I had what, to ask. I had to ask. What's Levar Ball already said that he's out for the year? Yeah, well, that's like, what I was gonna mention. Yeah, he's out again. It looks like out again. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so they're they're kind of just coming back with the same lineup. I mean, I don't even know who they they didn't draft anybody because they had no draft picks. Yeah. So they traded for Vucevic from that was uh, a, that was like two years ago they traded for him but yeah they re-signed cool. him yeah and then obviously they have uh, Levine and uh, DeRozan who are on stupid contracts right now mm. so and they they can't trade him but yeah they're just gonna kind of run it back with that team and to me they're they're a bottom six eight, to ten eight. Yeah, yeah, six to ten yeah. or something like yeah. that. If they even get that, I the fact that they were number one a year and a half ago for half a season is crazy. <laughs> a mirage, <laughs> exactly. A total Lonzo legend. Ball. Well, there you go. It was all Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Ball. Once he went out, the whole team was just yeah. so. And Caruso can't hold that team together as a no. stud. I mean, he's good at what he does, but he's he's a piece. He's not the guy. Gotcha. Yeah, well, that's the thing that you you know in the NBA though if if you're like a, a team like Chicago right and you want to get guys that are you know uh, fringe all stars you know Levine makes all star games you know Vucevic etc you have to overpay them yep. but then if you don't have that extra piece that's actually a stud then you're stuck in mediocrity right that's what I think the Bulls are they they paid for those contracts and then you know you don't have a guy that's a game changer right you got yeah. solid players but not a game changer. Exactly. Um, and it's like Tobias Harris with, with Sixers, right? He, they're overpaying for him because they wanted that, you know, kind of third or fourth option there. Um, and, and thankfully for those guys, they're making more than they should. Um, but I said, they get those opportunities to play on teams that aren't making the championship. That, that's what it is. It, it's going to be like the Rockets. They had uh, Fred Van Vliet they signed, right? Mm-hmm. They made some big signings. Um, Washington with Jordan Poole and Kuzma. Those two aren't taking a team – to the finals, yeah. right? But they're getting a contract to be the studs, and they'll put up twenty a game. I, I could, I, I could put money right here, saying one of them will put twenty up a game. Um, so because of the opportunity they have, you, you know what I mean? Yep. And you guys saw the news, obviously, of um, uh, Giannis, Giannis, uh, where he basically said he's waiting until after the year to see if this team is where they want to go, True. and he's not going to sign any extension until he sees that. So he yeah. might be a huge, huge piece. And I know they've he's said in the past that he's wanted to play in Chicago. So 
We'll see if that even sticks around once wow. I get there. We'll see if they, he, he, the Bulls even have money for that. Right. <laughs> I've heard Chicago. I've heard New York. New York heard, would probably be the spot. I heard mm-hmm. L.A. too because, you know, LeBron ain't got but so much battery life left. <laughs> Like, yeah, but do they have enough money to hold those guys together? They, you so know what, though? I always yes. feel like those teams always find a way, though. It's, it's they do. It's they stupid. Yeah, because if LeBron leaves, well, when LeBron retires, yeah. they will have that money. Yeah. Yeah, but did you see those stats, though, with guys that have played that far into the current, like, they're, like the 21 years or 20 years in? He's the um, fifth player to ever hit. 21 years yeah in the stats other than that were like the most were seven points average seven points which i think mm-hmm. would have been dirt you, you know those guys like it is impressive to think he's gonna put up 25 he's gonna average 25 this year right in his he, 21st 38? season 38 is he 38 39 yeah, like, yeah 38. 38. that's what i'm saying so he'll be 39 this year it's interesting though like i said the longevity and the the caliber of play through that longevity is just impressive well, you look at him, just pictures of him uh, the other day where, with his shirt off. The dude is still a specimen, so it's not like he's right. – um, Just like you, Ed. You know, I big mean, baby running. I, I know. I know. How, lit, like, litmus test for you. This is – all right, Jordan or LeBron, who's better? You can't mm. ask me that question. I'm from I, Chicago. I, I grew up in the 90s. I'm a Jordan guy. You know what me, you know, it's funny? I'm, I was a Cavs fan. Jordan over Elo, Jordan in the 92, Jordan in the 93. I think the Bulls beat us again in like 94, like 95. As as a Cavs fan who's made the Jordan's made me cry. I would, sure. I would pick Jordan <laughs> over. I think LeBron's a better overall basketball player. I think Jordan's a better winner. He, he's a better winner. Yeah. And I think finally, you know, aliens are coming down, you know, end of the world, possible. One last shot to win it. That's right, Dollar. I'm taking yeah. Jordan. Well, not taking yeah. Iguodala. Maybe I like, Iguodala. I like how you say that, though. He's a better basketball player. He is a better basketball player. Jordan right. is a better athlete to me. Okay. Um, and I'm only going to say that just because and- his stature was a little bit smaller and he was a lot quicker. And he obviously he played baseball. Baseball. I, I watched a, I watched yeah. a clip of him against the uh, Cubs, and he had a, 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 a single. He had a double or something like that. Yeah, like one that. Game yeah. He played. And I will but also it, say this: Jordan also had that killer instinct. That's yeah. exactly what it is. He, he was a gamer, and out. he played eighty-two games like every year. Yes. He didn't take games <laughs> off. I wish it was LeBron a different, had it was a different animal then, though. Jordan would have never left Cleveland either, because like that was his like you know Jordan. Look, he's from North Carolina, but the Bulls were his team. He he would have never left like LeBron. I, I don't think Jordan would have left Cleveland if that would he would have you know. I if just, it was the other way around, no, because obviously in the in the nineties you didn't do that. You didn't do that, but I still True. think he's very he's very territorial. Jordan is um you know he's like he's like oh, an he's animal. Been, the, yeah. Yeah, like it's just he. This is my where I'm at. I'm gonna win here. I and, and also the buddy buddiness. The, the the new I caught the new NBA. You see these players yeah. dabbing it up. Change Jordan wasn't like that. That's why I like Kobe too. It's like if I didn't win the game, I don't want to talk to you after. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm like that when I play any sport. It's like yeah. I, don't, like, I, 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 I sports, sports hate you. I sports hate you. <laughs> exactly. Matter of fact, oh. Jordan, Magic, Bird. Yeah. Barkley, Isaiah Ewing, Thomas, yeah. all of them was all like that back then. And they then all of a sudden when LeBron that. and them came, the AAU era also came. The AAU too. era, that's what, that's you know, exactly where they right. all knew each other before yeah. finishing high school. Yeah. Which I have no problem with. What you want to do when you want to grow up? I want to play with Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play with Carmelo. You know I want to play with Keith Allen. Right. I'm saying, hey, Evan, it's us, me and you versus uh, Keith and Casey. Yeah, we'll, 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 so, so, Evan, I have a, a, a thing for you here. 
Yeah, we are, you probably aren't aware, but we we do. I usually do a 2004 throwback. Oh, we're doing uh, this time hop. Okay, you know this this is not breakout news, but we love this every week. We do right. it. Let's do a time hop 2004. So, Let's go. I'm not making this Cleveland theme because we got a guest. So we're okay. talking NBA. So I figured I might transition. I think I have oh. you guys this week. I think I can stump you. Okay, um, Evan, this is me and you. We can tag right. team this. I think I can stump you. So we're going to the 2004 NBA All Star Game. Jeez, why? <laughs> so interesting enough, why? the head coach. <laughs> Um, of the Western Conference team, which is the same high school I went to, Flip Saunders. Um, And my school, my high school only had 68 kids in my graduating class, so very, very small school. So Flip Saunders, the gym is named after him. So he he was the coach of the Timberwolves at the time. Um, They were 37 to 15. Opposing coaches, Rick Carlisle on the Indiana Pacers, 39 to 14 this year, 2004, 2004. Um, There's some interesting facts that, Ed might enjoy on this one. Well, I'm um, enjoying the these already. In, the city was in Los Angeles. Um, the national anthem was sung by two of Ed's favorites. The Canadian anthem was by Nelly Furtado. Oh, okay, and, promiscuous girls. Yeah. And, yes. And the USA was by Christina Aguilera. Okay. Okay. Another big fan of Ed. Ed loves Michael McDonald. He's singing the halftime show. I've actually Beyonce. met a Michael McDonald back in the day, and I'm starting to grow his beard. So you know, I kind there of you go. So he was the halftime performance of Beyonce, which is a unique uh, wow pairing there. Wow. That's rare. <laughs> correct. Correct. Okay. So. The question I'm going to ask you is this player. You Mm -hmm. need to tell me who I'm going to describe to you. So he was in the reserves. He's not a starter. This was his one and only all-star appearance. He played on the Eastern Conference All-Stars, and he played center. He was the second only center on the team because there was a starting center, which was Ben Wallace. I'll run through the starting five for you. Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, Jermaine O'Neal, Ben Wallace. This is the backup center. He was on the Hornets. I will even give you the team. Um, oh, my God. Interesting, yeah. interesting enough, I will give you his first, his career stats, which is going to shock you here. 680 games. He averaged seven points a game, six and a half rebounds, and 0.5 assists. Yet he made the All-Star game in 2004 with those stats as a career stats. So you could imagine that was his best year was 2004 because obviously he's not making a net. He averaged this year 13.6 points, 10.3 rebounds, a half steal, one assist, 1.2 blocks. I'm going with what Ed said, too. Vlade. Jamal Mashburn. I mean, not um, not Jamal McGlure. Oh, my Lord. McGlory? Is it? (laughs) You're correct. Okay, well, it only no, took me. I was gonna say it wasn't McGee because that's yeah. cool. good. Jamal McGee. Oh, the only other name I could think of, and he Play never made Kentucky. an all star game. Yep, yep. Damn, he's from Toronto, Ontario. So <laughs> it's crazy to think about like he averaged seven points a game for the career. And he say, made yeah, he didn't score that. Okay, much. That, that was that time of the NBA <laughs> for about five years there after Jordan kind of. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You don't want to talk to before, like LeBron and Wade and all those guys kind of really started hitting it. So that yeah. two. So yeah. the other name I would might have would have thought of would have been um, either Eddie Curry or uh, Tyson Chandler. Yeah. So those so good, I, yeah. Since we're on this, I'll just name the rest of the the Eastern All Stars. You got Jason Kidd with his seventh appearance. Michael Red from the Bucks, oh, Milwaukee. <laughs> Paul Pierce with his third. Ron Artest. Kenyon Martin and Jamal McGlory's teammate, Baron Davis. 
for the Hornets. Mm. You want to know something about Michael Red? Michael Red went to West High. He went to West High School in Columbus, Ohio. I went to Grove City, Ohio. I beat Michael Red in tennis. I was on the tennis team. Nice. Michael Red played tennis at West, and I beat Michael Red. Oh. I, the, the, if you're curious, the other option I was going to go with was AK-47, Andre Kirilenko. Was oh, yeah, I remember Kirilenko. Yeah. But he, didn't, he, he made more than one All-Star game, and he didn't ever play for Charlotte, did he? No, he's a Jazz. So, so okay, the, yeah, it was always the, just a Jazz. Yeah, the Western team was Steve Francis started. Ooh, the franchise. Kobe was shooting guard. Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Yao Ming was the starting five. Reserves yep. were Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, Kirilenko, Dirk, Stoyakovic, Brad Miller, and Shaq. Wait, Dirk was coming off the bench in 04? And so was Shaq. Yeah, well. Wow. So yeah. I'm assuming the Western the Western team won by four. Yeah, for, by oh, 40. <laughs> Guess who led the team? Guess who led the Eastern Conference in scoring? Iverson. <laughs> Jamal Magor. <laughs> what? With how many, how many points? How many points did he have? 19. 19, okay. And Shaq, wow. Shaq led the Western with 24. Mm. Who was wow. MVP? So two bench players led the uh, – that's crazy. Uh, MVP was – Yeah, it was MVP. Well, we do know the Shaq. final score wasn't 187 to 100. No, it, it's a normal score. 136 to 132. Okay, that's yeah. high for that era. They Correct. actually played defense. Yeah. Well, while we're here, let's just you know let's touch on the slam dunk contest. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Holy shit. All right, so <laughs> the contestants were Ricky Davis, Chris Anderson. Oh, the, my, the guy with all the tats and yep. everything. Yeah. And Jason Richardson and Fred Jones. Did Fred Jones win it? No. Yeah, it was Fred Jones Jason. Is, but yes. Fred Jason. Jones won that, not Jason Richardson. Fred Jones won it, yeah. I gave Fred – I said the, the, the most obscure name had to have won it. You're going to get ready for this one, too. This is even better. The three-point contest. Oh, my okay. God. Chauncey Billups, Katino Mobley, Rashard Lewis, Kyle Korver, Stoyakovich, and Rashawn Leonard. Leonard, no. Uh, Kyle Korver? See, Rashawn this is Leonard. what I just said Let, about that Rashawn era. Kind of sucked. Rashawn Leonard won it, yes. Because that's like the era in between, like you said, in between Jordan and the birth of LeBron and D. Wade. Yeah, yeah. And, so this and, this is a perfect what you were just saying. Here's the rookie challenge. The rookie teams was oh, yeah. Mello, Bosch, Wade, LeBron, Jarvis Hayes, Kirk Heinrich, Josh Howard, Chris Kamen, Udonis Haslam was the, the the rookie team. And the sophomore team was Carlos Boozer, Mike Dunleavy, Manu, Marco Jerich, Ronald Murray, Nene, Tayshawn Prince. Amari Sadamar and Yaume. So, Oof. you know, it's always funny because I always say if I could go back in time, I would as I get older. Yao but me. I promise you this if I was to go back in time, I'm not going to 2004. You're not going to the 2004 <laughs> no. NBA All Star game? If you're not. <laughs> my, my DeLorean, I'm not putting in there, you know, putting in the time. You're not going to Staples Center? They're going to not going 88 uh, miles per hour, and I'm not going to. Well, uh, 2004 Super Bowl, wasn't that Patriots and Eagles? Yeah, but that was twenty four twenty one Patriots, I think. I know. Uh, let's, well, see, I let's, see, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, That's the Terrell of, Owens I'm, game. I'm glad you said that about the Eagles. Let's let's talk about them. Are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover this year? Well, they're not going to win twelve games. I will tell you that. Um, okay. Get the okay, under. Bet the under. I'm going the under on them as much as I love them. They also were. Basically, completely healthy all of last year, and I don't see that happening this year either. So I'm going to say probably 10 or 11 wins, but I do see them taking the East this year. 
Cowboys, I hate the Cowboys, but they I just can never see them winning. Yeah, Prescott. Anything. It's, it's no, weird. no, it's gonna be the Trey Lance era now, man. Come on, yeah, it's it okay, ain't gonna so be the Trey Lance era right now. My son, my son, <laughs> my son, who I always uh have run in suicides on the driver, we, we make jokes about that during the show. He makes the if you, outside, if you yeah. saw if you saw the little promo yesterday, that was actually him kicking that field goal yesterday. Oh, okay, that was him. Yeah, I, I, was I, I, tried, I tried kicking that was a field you, goal. Yeah. But after the first field goal, I, I hurt my back. And I, I got I got a fun story for you. I've made one field goal ever at Soldier Field, and that was on Father's Day, two thousand eight. They actually let we did a breakfast there. They let all the dads for Father's Day do one kick from I think it was the fifteen yard line. So twenty five yarder then. Twenty five okay. yarder. Um, my brother in law at the time, who was a former soccer player, was like, "Oh, I'm gonna nail this, nail this." Goes so up there, shanked it right. I come next. I buried it right down the middle. I forgot who the uh, punter was at the time for the Jeff Jager, I think, or something oh, that like that. Okay. He was yeah. the one that put the ball down and I nailed it. My ex-wife has a picture of me getting it through. My brother-in-law wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the day. <laughs> so wow. I've made a, I've made a, a, a field goal there. I made a basket at uh, United center. I've made a basket at Notre Dame football mm-hmm. or uh, Notre Dame basketball. And I've scored a touchdown in Notre Dame football too. Oh wow! I'll, I'll, I'll practice like, games and shit. What was the closest <laughs> play? What, what was the play? What, what would you do? Would you line up and how'd you catch it? And what was the for what game? for the football? Billy special. Yeah, Billy football. Special. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, it wasn't an actual game. I just kind of took the ball and was like, "I'm going to the end zone. I don't care." Okay. It was like those mascot games where they knock all the kids over. That yeah, I wish it was. That would have been more fun. I like no. it when they do like the 95, like in Nebraska, like the 90, 100 year old guy and he's going through. <laughs> those videos are fantastic. I love them. I never, I never get sick of them. So, universities out there, if you want to keep fans engaged, get the oldest alum you have. Give them the ball and let them, you know, get score a touchdown. Or, or get a kid out there and get the uh, mascot to just bury him with a like. I, oh, I love. Oh, those are great. Those are great. Yeah. I forgot who did that last year. He ran through like six kids with just stiff arms. It was. Yeah. You can do that with your son in the parking. In the, in the as, a, as a father, I'm thinking to myself, if I could only get away with it. <laughs> oh, you put a mascot thing on. Do it in the grass. Do it in the grass. Do it in the grass. That's what I'm going to tell my. That's what I'm going to tell the judge that Evan Thomas told me. Just as long as you do it in the grass. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Blame me. Okay. Yeah. Well. I mean... I'm it's not the one that we then drove. That it's the society we live in now. Blame others. You, you know, we, as you came on, Evan, we were talking about the funeral of the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, I know. Um, and the sad and the depressed. There is good news with that hat that Ed has on. We did not touch on this. I forgot about this earlier. Cleveland Browns. Cade York. Hit the goddamn road. He's gone. Pack those bags. <laughs> He's dead. I will take we, – we got uh, the guy from the Chargers. but I, I take, We got Dust, Dustin Hopkins. I will Dustin take Hopkins. anybody over goddamn KD. Spe- yeah, speaking of field goal kickers, wasn't then Chicago have a double doink or something? Is yeah, that against what? my Eagles, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the best nights of my life. I was going to ask you about that. So you're all happy, but you're in, and you're in Chicago land. Oh, my God. I actually had two death threats from friends. Fair enough. <laughs> because I was I was like cheering for the Eagles and they're like I'm gonna come over and kill you I'm like you're an idiot yeah but those are real wow. friends so I always say this if, if your real friends give you death threats it means they care it means they care they care about their team they don't care yeah, I was gonna say that. well you know hey fan, fan is short for fanatic you yeah know? or crazy whichever yeah, that's, it is. that's a lot of truth to that <laughs> well almost well don't worry I'm not, I, I broke down on my board um uh the the one year anniversary is coming up with that K York. Um, oh, oh, against 50, Baker in the Carolina 58 yarder against Baker. That was the 
we have the answer. We have the answer. And that was all downhill since then. Um, but yes, that, that's coming up in two weeks, I think, on our show is the the two the one year anniversary of the we thought we finally found a kicker since Phil Dawson. I got now speaking of kickers, because now you got me concerned. We we were talking about Notre Dame earlier. Let's circle back here. How's Notre Dame's kicker? Because Ohio State Noah Ruggles, he, he's gone now. And, and I always get you know, one thing about college football, it's not like the NFL where the games are always so, you know, I'm saying close and matters, oh. but you know, a big game at South Bend, I mean, you know, making a field goal in the second quarter, you may think not matters until the end when you, your team has to drive and get a touchdown instead of going to kick a field goal. How is Notre Dame's kicker? Because I'm you got me you got me scared all, with the Irish. All I know and all i saw is notre dame's kicker is six for six on extra points but oh for one on field goals okay Okay. so i don't i don't remember how far that field goal was i think it was like uh 43 okay a little but that extra points like a a 10 yard you know it's so close points is easy stuff but yeah i mean field goals just suck for most college kickers anyway it's like Good ones are the good ones. So, you right. know those guys. Right. But, yeah, but yeah, look at those dudes that, yeah, I saw a stat about how many guys that were drafted in the top, you know, the, the top five or six rounds in the uh, NFL mm-hmm. kicking wise. None of them are doing anything. Like, you had that Most guy from Kansas, uh, Florida, was it Florida State? Sanchez? Yes. Was it a Rig Roberto Sanchez or something that was a big or they drafted him early too? Tampa did a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. Yep. And he's nothing now, right? So it's interesting. And the the top ten kickers right now were undrafted. Oh yes, it's you don't you don't draft a kicker in in NFL draft. Not in the fourth round, like the Browns. Come on, we took Nook in the fourth fourth round. You can get you can get. Could have took another linebacker or somebody. Well, I mean, you were just talking about the double doink. Well, the year after they were doing a kicker tryout where they had nine guys come in and try that same kick, which is stupid to me. It's like just have them kick regular field goals. Right. So you had nine guys from like other practice squads or whatever that that were released that came in and they just practiced to try to try out for the Bears. One of them was a former Notre Dame kicker, Justin Yoon, who didn't make the team. And he, even though he was the most accurate uh, kicker ever at Notre Dame and the most points too. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it's crazy how it doesn't it doesn't correlate really it's, it's interesting that's the one thing that really never correlates yeah, over to the nfl the only, it's, it's like it would it's just kicking the ball you know the <laughs> like, only draft like choice i know that worked out was sebastian Janikowski. Janikowski. Yes, that's best. the only yeah. name i remember and he struggled a little bit when he first started. And he struggled he at started. first, right, when he first yeah. came. He had that beer belly. But then when Dude figured it out, he was deadly. He had no, he had no shoulder pads, leg, no, no yeah. knee pads or thigh pads. It was just Didn't uh, need him. Didn't yeah, need the, the thinnest shoulder pads and no pads in the pants. And he weighed at 250 <laughs> towards the end of his career. And that's not to say K- 250 was nice. Become, yeah. <laughs> And that's not to say K York might not become a good kicker. Oh, right. Well, that's, that's the thing with this thing. That's all right. right. Uh, they can't I don't afford know. It. Those, those Tim Wakefield esque uh, kicks he throws up there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. Just kick it straight. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, the ball shouldn't be going that damn wind no, off the know. Lake Erie for you guys, man. That's what yeah. it is. And plus, this is a year for the Browns where if things go left, everybody's getting fired. 
Yeah, I got it. That's I'm glad you said that. We always like to get different perspective because you know we live in a fishbowl and we hear our things. So, what is your take on the Cleveland Browns? What What do you think their outlook is, and, and what do you, What do you have for 2023 for the Cleveland Browns? Well, besides not caring, um, let's see. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> um, all Damn. I know is obviously <laughs> the talk is uh, Watson and White. They gave him that deal. That is probably one of the stupidest deals I've ever seen in my entire life for football. But offensively, they seem like they have a pretty decent team. They still got Nick Chubb. I don't know who the hell they have else running okay. back wise. But we don't no. have nobody else. Nobody. Else. <laughs> don't worry about it. This guy right we, here. We better. Wait, hold don't you have Kellen Winslow Jr. at tight end? <laughs> oh, the motorcycle. Actually, he's spending oh. time. In, he's incarcerated. I know he's in jail. Yeah. I know he's in jail. Yeah, yeah. actually, we better motorcycle and miss the year. So wait, you got actually... Odell Beckham Jr. Oh no, no, <laughs> he was with Baker the other day. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing here, Mr. Tom. You better, you better push your luck, Evan. I named former Cavs that pushed that over the edge and booted me off the show. So you better. <laughs> well, he said, he said Anthony Bennett. I said enough of Casey. That oh God. <laughs> Only thing number, we're praying... number one pick, Anthony Bennett. That's right, you. Only thing we're praying on right now is that Chubb don't get hurt because we don't have nobody behind him. Correct. And we, we could have signed Ford, somebody. Ford was supposed to be the guy, but he's been hurt. Like they say, availability is the best ability. Yeah. And who's Speaking of availability now, who's your Sebastian wide Janikowski? We have uh, we, uh, Browns wide receivers. We have Amari Cooper, Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. Um, oh, that's right. You got more too. Didn't DPJ. he just play, though? Him, him, more in uh, Watson are uh, hot this year. I'm telling you, you yeah. they got the connection. Yeah. Yeah. The chief, you got the chief at tight end. Yeah. Well, okay. You know what you said? You did say the Bengals were your second favorite team, I believe. I heard you say. Right at the what, moment. Give me a... no, normally it's Uh-oh. the Falcons, but right now okay. I love Joe Burrow, so I'm sticking okay. with that. So what do, you, do you see them winning the division and you see them doing big things in the AFC? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Who day? Who day? Who day? That, okay. That offense looks sick that offense looks sick i was actually really bummed out when the Bengals did not draft michael mayer at tight end mm. from notre dame because Maybe. if they would have added him instead of him going to the raiders i mean they did pick up irv smith jr yeah um i forgot who else they have at tight end right now too but if they would have had him with those three receivers and they also have like chase brown at running back as a backup they have a sick freaking offense, man. And Burrow's just going to – as long as he can stay upright, he's going to just toss that ball around like crazy. So I got Burrow and I got uh, Chase as my one-two okay. combo. How's the defense looking since they oh, did both they say? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't paid attention to <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, the, don't just outscore people. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. it's t- tight ends, their weakness. Irv Smith and Drew Sample. Yeah, see – yeah. How do you not pick the like the best tight end? Especially with their about. offense. When they had two um, uh, tight ends, you know, they've always had that for like, even when they had Carson Palmer, they'd always have two. Th- it seems like that's what they do down in Cincinnati. So I'm kind of surprised. That- and Irv Smith Jr. gets hurt too. So he now, is a offensive, now did the offensive line improve? You got. I'm, a, I'm not that in tune with them. Orlando yeah. Brown, Jonah Williams, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, and Cordell Volson. I never heard of so, so basically, like most NFL teams right now, they have a hodgepodge of offensive linemen. Yeah, correct. And if Except for the Eagles. Out, yeah, the Eagles. Who do you think weighs more, Irv Smith or Sebastian Janikowski? That's it. Janikowski. So I looked up Janikowski, 6'1", 
260 because I was undershooting him. That was generous. Yeah. He was about 280. And, and he was, he was taken, 280 like toward the end of his career. Yeah. Um, he was Smith taken was in the first like round. Yeah. He was like number how, 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 what number? 17th overall. 17th. I was going to say 18th, but you were right there. Yeah. <sighs> That's uh, great. Mean, so how, what's uh, Irv Smith Jr.'s size? I'm going to say Junior. I'm going to say 255. 240. 6'2", 240. So Seabass is a bigger... Uh, Guys, haven't we, haven't we learned something recently? And I don't want to get political or whatever like that, but I mean, if Trump's 6'3", 215, how can, you, how, can, how, can you, how can you go by anything that you're seeing, especially 10 years ago? So that, that's all I'm going to say. 6'3", 215, I love I mean, that. yeah, he's... Whew. He's ready for he's ready he's ready for the season. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's playing shape. That's, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's after he cut weight, right? Yeah, yeah right, right. I'd say he had to cut a lot of weight. Um, huge. cut off his arms. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah. Huge cut down. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I think you know we hit on a lot of things. Uh, final final thing. Well, not final thing, but we'll go around the board for final thoughts and things. But one, one topic: Little League World Series. Did you catch check it out or anything like that? I saw California won it. My I only saw the is, highlight. That was it. Do, do Congrats to the California kids. The only thing I'm going to say about that is, you know, please don't burn your tents in your cities. <laughs> All right. What kid who didn't play baseball? didn't dream that scenario oh, that happened. Yeah. I did oh. that probably every day as a kid playing Absolutely. baseball in my field next door where I would just throw the ball up game seven, you know, whatever it was two outs in the sixth inning bases loaded. We're down three, boom, nail the home run to win the game. I mean, who, and he lived it and he gets to see yeah. videos of him doing it every year. He crushed it. Like that ball, oh, yeah. no doubt. And yeah. his dad cried more than he did. So that's yeah. the funny part. He figures yeah. he's going to do more of that in the future. So. <laughs> I mean, shit, Ed, Ed, you told me you told me after the show you're hitting the the driveway and you're making your son stand at the bottom of it with, no, with just a glove and you're hitting his rock. Oh yeah, straight, yeah. Off well, the I, cement, I, 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 I heard. heard. I do. I do like the Karate Kid. I also put a blindfold on him too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put the back. You put a, a brick backstop behind him. You see, you see yeah, full cool. speed against him. Exactly. Hey, I'm, I'm, a dedicated, up, man. I'm a dedicated father. I'm not LeVar Ball, <laughs> but uh, I do want to win here. <laughs> the cardboard glove. Uh, you have an actual glove. That's what yeah. it is. I, I know go back in the day, uh, you know, Todd Marinovich, USC quarterback, his his dad yeah. was uh, quite hard on him too. And Yeah, uh, look how that turned out. That didn't turn out good at all. <laughs> no. No. We don't, don't, we, don't, don't do want, that to your poor kid. I don't man. want my son doing any rehab stints. <laughs> Ed Jr. in Columbus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, we can, we can say, yeah, yeah. It's trying to be a good father. Junior in Columbus, just got that. Just got that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's stuff. the back of his yeah. baseball jersey. <laughs> Casey, show us the guns. I talked about Titan Nutrition earlier. And every Evan, show, I don't man. have any guns. If you're curious, but there they are, right there. TitanNutrition.net, ten uh, percent off. There it is. Oh, look at that! All the way. He doesn't need Titan Nutrition. I just look bigger in person. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, correct. The big well, shoulders. You, you've been a great guest. I do want to go around the horn with final thoughts and anything you want to say. We always, I always do this, and you know, because I, I always do a horrible job closing the show because you know, I don't ever want to close the show, but eventually we have to, and it's just like, we get to talking and it's and it's fun stuff and 
you know, but eventually all good things. We'll have you back on, Evan, especially uh, I'd love after to. The, maybe the Notre Dame Ohio State game, either after, but you know, what I'm saying preview yeah. or post game. Yeah, that week. Yeah, well, that week has, if before, Ohio State yeah. wins, I got to get, get John and they got to brag a little bit because that. that's what Ohio State <laughs> fans do. With we voted yeah. like the number one worst fan base for. I can see why we're. Yeah, if Notre Dame wins and beats uh, the Buck Buckeyes, I won't be on. I'll never be on again. No, I, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I always say this: win, lose, or draw. It's always fun to have. That's what makes sports great. That's why you know we like sports, and it's because of the fa- the fan interaction. What goes on the field? I look. I don't play for Ohio State. You don't play for Notre Dame. Let's have fun with it. You know, that's how. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> there you go. I got my Notre Dame on me, so I can't take that off. There you go. There you go. That's that's seven times Notre Dame. Um. So Keith, we'll start with you. Keith, final thoughts. What do you got to say to the, the we okay. like sports folks? First off, rest in peace, the former Cleveland Guardians tribe manager, Pat Corrales, who passed away. Oh, he got in a, was he the one that got in a fight against the uh, Oakland A's back in uh, – it might have been him. Check that out on YouTube. I, I believe it was Pat Corrales got into a brawl, mm-hmm. and he was uh, against the Oakland A's like in the 80s. So check that out. He had a lot of fight in him. A lot of I remember, I remember <laughs> dude used to tell Ernie Camacho, you can do this, pointing at his chest today. <laughs> well, rest, but, rest in peace. But rest in peace, Pat Corrales. And it's the dawn of a new day without Kate. Keith, you do a you do a podcast. Check to plug that. I always say plug your stuff. Also, Locked On Sports 216 will be back on September the 7th. But I will be doing videos about my previews of the divisions. A lot of Pittsburgh fans gonna be salty at me. <laughs> Casey, shoot what you got, my guy. So we'll, we'll stick with the, you know the Katie York thing here for a second. Phil Dawson, I'm not sure if you guys seen. Um, there's a video of him a few days ago hitting a 55 yarder. He's hitting a, he's coaching he's coaching in a high school at uh, in Texas, I think. But he, he had a 55 yarder. He's, I think he's around uh, what is he right now? 48. Yeah, 48 years old. God, it's a 55 yarder. <laughs> so hold on. And he, he made a, someone asked him, would you come back to the, you know, to play for Cleveland? And his, his comment was, I'm just a call away. I can still kick. Tell Deshaun I'm going to need my number back. Number four. That's what he said. So Phil Dawson, we should never have got rid of him. I told you, he was our captain. You guys, I didn't believe, you guys didn't believe me. What's this right here? That's that's the captain's patch. Hey, yeah. it's not just any captain's patch. It's the four four star gold captain's patch. Ooh. So Ooh. that's how sad it was, Evan, to be a Browns fan. I was going to say, you? if your kicker, if your kicker is uh, your captain, your uh, <laughs> your offense, yeah. your team is in dire straits. If that's the case, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. As long as exactly. it's not Martin Gramatica, you're good to go. Automatica <laughs> Gramatica or Bill, which whichever one blew his knee out on the stupid jump. Oh, yeah, when he's celebrating. The, the, yeah. I think that was Bill Gramatica. Yeah, Bill Gramatica. Yeah. And then the only other thing I want to plug is, I know we talked, me and Ed talked about, you know, some Sundays having a, a show on just for, you know, football season, doing a wrap-up or pregame, et cetera. So we only got, I think it was 10 days away until uh, Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have fantasy teams, but, you know, I had a few drafts this weekend. So looking pretty good. I had a keeper league. I had Jalen Hurts. Um, I kept him. He was an eighth round pick. I got to keep him as an eighth round pick going into this year. Uh, and Jalen Waddle as a fourth round. So got a pretty solid team. Um, but not Casey, sure if you guys play at all. The bet. Did you ever get it? 
Not yet. Still in the mail. Okay. Okay. Well, what, 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 like I said, we 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 had a mile straw bet, and and uh, he finally hit a home run. Uh, yeah, Evan. I'm not sure. You probably are going out of where, but me and me and that about a month or two ago had a. Yeah. He hates Miles Straw for please. I don't hate Miles Straw. I just said I had the same amount of home runs as he had the last two and a half years. <laughs> I am the only Miles Straw fan in all of Cleveland, and I live in Orlando, so I'm the only Cleveland Guardians fan that likes Miles Straw. Um, I went. He came down to play the Rays. The Guardians did two weeks ago, I think. I went to all three games. Stayed in St. Petersburg for the games. First game, I think. First game. Was first yeah, game or second game? game. Oh, that Friday night. First game. Yeah. Eighth inning, we're down by like four or five games. Of course, over, it doesn't right? matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. But it don't matter. I'm I'm sitting third base side. You know, I'm, I'm got six beers in me. The I'm, I'm feeling it right. Fucking Miles Straw hits a home run to, in, the, in the right field, right over the fence. I'm not shitting you. I said, "Holy fuck!" Like, I, said, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. No one else even reacted to this home run because me and Ed made a bet. If Miles Straw hits a home run this year. He's buying me a Miles Straw jersey. I was a man of my word, and I got the proper funding down. down nice. Down. We, we yeah, will so get, I'll, where I'll did you find a Miles Straw jersey? I'll be one of three people. You got to get it made personally. Jersey. That's what he, he had. <laughs> you ain't finding that. You're not even finding it as a T-shirt in the clubhouse the store. But you so might yeah. have to get him another jersey next year because he might not be with the Guardians. <laughs> Well, it'll, it'll go up my Bradley Zimmer jersey, uh, my Trevor yeah, Bauer All Star Game jersey, three Baker Mayfield jerseys. Yeah, my friend. Oh <laughs> like, I can just line this wall oh. right here. With, uh, all that, that's your wall of shame that you have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Evan, remember Correct. I told you that we gave away a center fielder to Cincinnati. Yeah, who we did donated you give away? one. We gave away Will Benson. Oh, that's yeah. right. And then Nolan yeah, Jones he's in Colorado. A rookie too. That's right. And Nolan Jones. We had a um, fire Benson's sale. good, too. He is which good, gives like the front game. office a capital zero black eye. Yeah, real, we, we, we got reasons. Oscar Gonzalez. So, <laughs> Well, on that note, Evan, final thoughts. <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Let's see. Plug, Ed, anything, plug anything you want to plug. Do, do what you got to do. Give shout outs to kids. I don't care. It's, it's your time. The, the only thing I say, Ed, you need a, a shade off on. Uh, I know. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. But that, back, that that light across your face has been bothering me. Like, my my all back day. hurts so bad that I can't even get up right now. It hurts. So I was going to. <laughs> and it's, I'm the 48 year old, not you. Come on, I, man. I, I, I'm, I'm 43 and I hurt. <laughs> this kid's out in the parking oh, wow. lot. So he can't fix the light. Yeah, form, he's throwing so. baseballs at him with no with a blind. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm going to take out my frustration and pain on my kids. Later. He's so, in baseballs <laughs> off, the, off the cement to him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I do want to thank you guys for having me on. This has been a blast talking basically all sports that I know and even teams that I don't care about, you know, like the White Sox and the Bears or whatever. But I'm here. I did it. It was a lot of fun. Would definitely love to have, have be on the show again. Uh, the okay. fact that I follow a couple good teams is always nice. I've gone through bad years, man. I'm an Eagles and a Braves fan. We lost a lot, but we won a lot too. Is just we didn't win the title still recently. Um, Notre Dame. Hopefully that'll change in the next couple of years. We'll see how that goes. But otherwise, follow me. I you can follow my podcast. I'm on the. I host the We Are ND Nation podcast Fridays, which you can find on YouTube. Just look up We Are ND Nation. We're all over the socials, and uh, we have some really kick-ass guests. So. That's right. Check out the it. check out the banner. I even made a banner for you scrolling down there after we are ND Nation one. So yeah. I see it. It's there right you there. go. That, that is you. That he is even you. spelled your name right. Yeah. No, well, he had, he didn't put the J. Come on, man. It's having J Thomas. I, I didn't I didn't know how much well, you see it now. I do see it now. It's like it's my, Michael, it's like Michael J. Fox. I, I the J is <laughs> I get that. Okay. It's not like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> 
There, the reason why I throw the J in is, is if you look it up, if you look up the name Evan Thomas, there is a writer that was with the with Newsweek magazine, who was very popular in the '80s and '90s. So I kind of had to bring myself away from that. So I threw the J in there for my middle initial, and that's why I do it. Okay. Well, like I said, Evan J. Thomas, there you, you, have been a, you have been a great guest. I can't wait to have you on in the future. And yeah, if you, you ever want one of us to uh, pick us out, uh, we'd love to join uh, your podcast as well. Uh, so uh, I just want to no, say thank you. No, you're not coming on mine. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't bring the sun with me. I'll, I'll be shaking. He'll bring his thank actual you. sun to block the sun. <laughs> the sun yeah. He'll be standing. <laughs> Whoa, I'm going to snap my computer over. After I have a backyotomy and I'm back, I'll be, I'll be okay. So. Backyotomy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, Doc I'm, Ed. Yeah. So that's what I do. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the We Like Sports Show. Like I said, I want to thank our special guest, Evan J. Thomas. Casey and Keith, as always, thank you. And uh, like I said, We Like Sports. Uh, Enjoy your your team. And uh, we'll be back next week at 530. So peace. Have a good one. Later, guys. Thank you. And we are out. Mm -hmm.